Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delightful. Today is Monday, December 18th. Um, yeah, and I am later than usual because I'm on holiday. Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. Uh, I did finish my revision of Onira on Friday and sent it off. So that's exciting, isn't it? And so I am sticking with my uh, decision that I'm not going to write at all this week, uh, nor am I going to write next week. So we'll be traveling for Christmas, see family in the middle of that. But yeah, I'm um, not going to dig into the next project until the new year, till 2024. So I'm feeling very good about that decision. Uh, I have tons of business to do. I have so much business that it doesn't feel like that much of a break. It was a very busy weekend. I kind of put off a lot of my Christmas planning stuff until I was done because um, I just wanted that off my plate. And so so now I have lots of Christmas shopping, shipping. I have SIFWA business to deal with. I have writing business to deal with. Uh, I have such a very long list of things to do, but many of these are um, short, short tasks and that I really did a whole lot to put the house in order over the weekend. So that makes me happy. Um, and then some of them are just things that I want to get done between now and the new year. Um, so I'm sort of going to sprinkle those out. Uh, yeah, so um, as far as podcasting schedule, there would will be no podcast on Friday nor on Monday, December 22nd and 25th. No podcasting because I'm going to be holidaying, but then we will resume our normally regularly scheduled podcasts on Friday, December 29th, and then I think going forward. So, um, exciting news. Oh, and I should have saved the link. Hang on. So this was just a cool thing that turned up in my Google alerts. If you are uh, an author type and you don't use Google alerts, they're handy to use. You can just set them up. Um, mine set up to search for my name. So when I get name checked by somebody, it's not always. They've got much better about it. Um, so it's like if something like newsworthy pops up. So I got mentioned in an article uh, in Publishers Weekly. And it was a piece that they were doing on Publishers Weekly Notables of 2023. And the article was about Monique Patterson. Now, to fill you all in on a little bit of uh, background on Monique Patterson, I've known her for a long time. Um, she has been in romance, in paranormal romance, for a long time. She used to be at Avon. Um, a lot of editors, they move from publishing houses. So this, if you are a newbie to the community, and this is one of those things that newbies often don't realize how very, very small the community is. And one reason is, is because there's not that many publishing houses and that many editors move between houses. 
Um, often that's a lateral is the best way for them to move up. Uh, and so they've often all worked together before. So it's a really good rule not to burn your bridges with any particular editor or any particular publishing house or imprint, because very likely you're going to encounter them again. It's a karmic thing. So um, Monique went over to St. Martin's Press, uh, where I published uh, the Forgotten Empires trilogy, not with Monique, but she was um, editorial director. I should check that, I think, or executive. Yeah, she was editorial, VPN editorial director at St. Martin's. Uh, and then last or actually last this this spring this very last spring um in spring of 2023 on valentine's day uh tor publisher debbie Pillai, publishers like the head of that whole imprint so like one of these things that happens in publishing since several of you have been sending me comments and you like me explaining the publishing things so uh if you already know this Sorry. <laughs> uh, so like Tor, Thomas Doherty, uh, Tor used to be its own publishing house, but it got bought by Macmillan. So what happens, and St. Martin's Press used to be its own thing, and it also got bought by Macmillan. And so you end up with these sort of like sub houses within the overall house. That's partly why when people talk about, oh, you know, like the big six became the big five, now are becoming the big four, it's because they're under these umbrella corporations. Um, and even those are under even bigger corporations, right? Because this is the way of the world that we live in where uh, corporations are growing mightier and mightier. And they have all of these subparts. So within Macmillan, you have these, you know, and is it Harlequin? Eh, I don't remember. Uh, sometimes it's hard to remember who's under which house. But anyway, they operate more or less autonomously, but with crossover. So Debbie Pillai heads up Tor, which means, and that's why she is publisher. That's what that title means. So she created a new imprint. Okay. So an imprint falls under the Tor umbrella and she created the imprint Bramble, which would incorporate romance. And she announced that on Valentine's day this year. Nicely done, Debbie. And this new imprint Bramble will have science fiction fantasy crossover, right? And she brought over Monique Patterson to head that up. I'll have a sip of water. I'm talking so fast because I'm excited. Uh, so anyway, they did this great uh, interview with Monique, who is super sharp. And I, I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to read it. It's worth reading. Um, so, so she is now editorial director of the imprint. I believe that is her job title. So one thing that she says in here, though, is she's talking about romanticy. And apparently I've been aware of the term romanticy for 
easily a year, maybe longer. But it's a portmanteau term that comes from romance and fantasy smashed together. It came out of the indie sphere. Uh, and I don't know who coined it. I don't know where it started. But it may have started like within the Jennifer L. Armentrout fandom. But it's it's the term that that the kids are using these days and seems to be quickly replacing what the publishers, traditional publishers, have been using, which is fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. Uh, romanticy is easier to say. It's catchy and, you know, people love it, the portmanteaus, right? So Monique is talking about the romanticy, um, but she says this, I'm quoting from the article. She says, romanticy, or I, I'm sorry, I'm quoting the article. This is what she says. Romanticy may be the shiny new portmanteau on the block, but the fusing of speculative fiction and romance, Patterson notes, is nothing novel. She points to series by such authors as Amanda Boucher and Jeffy Kennedy that would likely be categorized as romanticy now, but came out before the term was coined. It was tough putting out such books in years past, but they would probably do wonderfully now, she says. Isn't that cool? So for those of you who have been following me for a long time uh, or know me in other spheres, you know that um, I have struggled with being a cross-genre writer for a very long time. Uh, for, you know, like from the very beginning, when I first started writing fantasy romance, not knowing that that's what I was writing, I thought maybe it was paranormal romance or urban fantasy, uh, shopping my first book in like 2007. And I would get great responses to people where they would say, well, you're a wonderful writer and this is a great story and we have no idea how to market this. Basically, they were saying they did not know what it was. Um, at a conference in, in 2010, I was pitching to an agent and this is the only time an agent has made me cry and she was, she was unkind. But she said, um, she said, the problem with your work is it falls in the cracks between genres. Uh, and so I went to the bar and I cried. And my friends all started calling me a crack hoe, <laughs> which is the kind of humor I needed at the time. And many of you have heard this story before. But it was, um, yeah, it, it was hard. And I asked Catherine Asaro, amazing science fiction author who also has romance in her stories for, um, to read the book that I was trying to sell, which became Rogue's Pawn. Uh, and she said the, she says, there's nothing wrong with your work. I was like, why can't I sell my work? And she said, and self-publishing was not so much a thing then. Uh, and she said, there's nothing wrong with it. She said, the only thing is, is you're writing cross genre, which will be like wading through hip deep snow, but just keep going. If this is what you write, um, then keep going. And it clearly was what I write because I tried writing other stuff. I tried writing more mainstream down the middle genre, but um, I apparently could not. So it's been very interesting to watch this evolve, watch this genre um, 
gain more and more readers. And, you know, there was always a readership for it. Um, but the publishers didn't know how to market it, as Monique mentions. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like my thing. I've always been ahead of my time uh, in, in ways that are really aggravating because it's like I, I do a thing and nobody knows what the heck I'm doing. Uh, I'm like out there marching to my own drummer that doesn't exist yet. And then 10 years later, everybody catches up with me. Uh, it's not. It's not a great thing to, to be or do. Uh, but like writing cross genre, it's who I am. I have to own it. I have to claim it. So um, I was trying, was, there's another piece to the story that I was trying to remember. Well, so what ended up happening was Rogue's Palm got published by Karina Press, which was a digital imprint of Harlequin. Because they were digital, they had less overhead, they were much more willing to take a chance on my crazy cross genre stuff. Uh, so, you know, like Angela James uh, was um, editorial director, I think, at Karina at the time. Uh, Deb Nemeth was my editor. She picked up my books. Uh, and I really credit them, you know, and Angela for having that vision and confidence in me to publish those books at a time when publishing didn't know what to do with them. I was looking up, I think Rogue's Pawn first came out in like 2011, something like that. So um, it's, I should, I should take this back. I should reel it back a little bit on the sucks being ahead of my time. Um, you know, and, and I love that Amanda Boucher got mentioned in there because she and I have uh, been friends for quite a long time and have done anthologies together. Uh, other people like Grace Draven uh, has been in that mix for a long time. And, you know, it's, um, it's really great to be in a position where where somebody like Monique says, you know, look, these authors have been doing this for a long time. So I am... I'm really happy about that. Uh, it's nice to have the zeitgeist catch up with you. So, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, it was just really nice to get that mention. And you all know that, uh, I, I don't know what, to, I've signed the contract. We just haven't done official announcement, but um, I think, I can just go ahead and tell you all, I probably have leaked it already, but that it, you know, it tore, I mean, I'm like stumbling over it. Tor did buy um, Onera and it will be coming out under the Bramble imprint in June of 2025. And so I'm just so excited to be working with these people and to be doing this. It's, um, yeah, it's really it's really a nice come around. It's a it's a nice full circle. There was um, yeah. So um, yeah, I sent off that revision. That's done with, and come the new year, I am going to be working on finishing the amethyst run. See if we can sell that as well. If not, I will self publish it, so you all will get to read that. And then I will uh, be working on 
the new trilogy. I think we'll probably call Elisa's book uh, The Reluctant Wizard or just Reluctant Wizard. And uh, I'll hopefully get all three of those books out in 2024. Uh, it sort of depends on when my editor, Allie at Tor, and she's an executive editor at Tor, so uh, that's part of that, like them getting to mix up within the publishing house and the imprints where they put things out and they felt like Onira would be best coming from Bramble and I was fine with that. So it depends on when Editor Allie wants my book two of that series. I've been making notes about it and we'll discuss. So um, yeah, we'll see how that scheduling goes. So uh, yeah, I guess this will be kind of a shortish podcast because I don't have much more to say and I do have things to do. Uh, so it'll be um, until December 29th before we speak again. But I hope you all have a great couple of weeks. I hope that you, regardless of if or how you celebrate, you get to have some downtime. It's kind of nice this time of year. If you're in retail, I know it like doesn't end until after Christmas ends. But um, you know, a lot of people aren't working, and so everything just quiets down. Uh, we went to Scotland once on over Hogmanay, which is what they call the time between Christmas and New Year's. And it was, it was very dark and quiet and soft and very relaxing. So I, I wish that for all of you, a happy Hogmanay. And I will talk to you all a week from Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.